Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to How Preschool Teachers Do It. This is Allison Kentos. I am an early childhood educator. And this is Cindy Tarabush. I am an early childhood consultant. This podcast is for parents and early childhood professionals. Let our experience and research-based knowledge become your guide. Hi, preschool peeps. Hi, peeps. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while knows that I sometimes keep an eye on what's happening in England's royal family, the United Kingdom's yes, royal family. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why. I will admit, I'm not sure why they fascinate no, me so much. No, no. I think I think most Americans are fascinated by the royal family. You're not I, alone there. I just really like <laughs> I just really like ceremony and pomp yeah. and circumstance and all that stuff. I, I like that. Uh, watching that from different religions and the royal family. I just like that sort of ceremony thing. But anyway, so what it does is it impacts, of course, the logarithms on my social media. And I see headlines about things having to do with the royal family. And one of them really struck me. There were tabloids really upset about the fact that William and Kate rehearsed their children for Philip's memorial service. So they recently brought... uh, George and Charlotte, Prince George and Princess Charlotte, to their great-grandfather's memorial service. The kids were very well-behaved. Good for them, right? Good for them, yeah. Very well-behaved. And so, of course, because they were well-behaved, then gossip starts about how did they get them to behave so well. And these tabloids were really upset that allegedly they were rehearsed for this event, which made me think, well, yeah, I I feel like having them with so many cameras in their faces and people gawking at them and trying to get their attention would require some rehearsal. Right. And that took me down the thought path to, there are many things we do with any young children. They don't have to be Royal children where actually the children might benefit from some rehearsal, but we don't tend to do that. Instead, we just kind of 
you know, plop them in situations. Yeah. And expect the best, <laughs> you know, for and, the best. Get, and then get mad when it doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> so, everything from yeah. eating in a restaurant to attending a wedding, <laughs> like everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what else kind of struck me when you just said about this news is that were people expecting them to misbehave? And then if they misbehaved, would they have been also mad? Well, yes. there's no win here for William and Kate. These, <laughs> there's no win when you're that much yeah. in the public eye. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. There's no yeah. winning it. But I felt like, well, sure, they rehearsed them. Look at the pressure they were under. But you know what? With our everyday children in our classrooms and in our homes, there are certain situations that they need to learn about. And I think they would go much better if we kind of rehearsed it with them in a playful way. Children Mm -hmm. learn the most through play, right? So using like the restaurant example, Let's say you're going to a restaurant where you realize it's, you know, mildly child friendly, but you would like your children to behave in a certain way while you're sitting in this restaurant. Then you need to play restaurant with them and talk about how we behave in a restaurant, not just lecture them, play it with them. Play it. Right. Play it out. Yeah. There are things that happen in early childhood programs that we should play out. Yes. What immediately comes to mind is something that I hope that people already play out, which is if there is a fire drill. So fire drills are playing out an actual emergency, right? It's rehearsing it. But, But we also should say, okay, when the big loud alarm goes off, come with me, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. That I hope everybody does. But there are other things, other situations like special visitors. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, sometimes people have special visitors to come talk to the class and it just doesn't go so well. Well, what if we were ahead of time to say, you know, um, so-and-so is coming to our class. Let's pretend, let's Let's pretend pretend that they're here and we're going to have somebody play that role. How do we sit? How do we look? What should we do? And brainstorm with the children. What do you think? How should we handle it? Class? What do you think? What What should our rules be, right? What should our rules be? When we have adult meetings, meetings with adults, we should set norms with them for those meetings. We should sort of be like, okay, what are the parameters of how we're going to talk? What's professionalism here? How do we negotiate any differences or conflicts? So you should have these norms for how things go in a, in a workplace among adults or whenever adults are meeting in any volunteer organization, there need to be understandings. One of yeah. the problems in early education is we don't come up with these understandings with children. We just kind of go, sit down, be quiet, shh, shh, yeah. look over yeah. there. <laughs> look over there. <laughs> yeah. And you just expect it to just work out and for them to do that. And, and even the, the event, whatever you're practicing comes, it's not going to be exactly as you practice either. So it's like, you kind of just have to prepare them the best that you can. But if you don't prepare them at all, and you just kind of throw them into these situations and and just be like, all right, it'll be fine. You're setting yourself up to be disappointed possibly because now they have no guidelines. They have no idea where they're going. No idea what might happen. They might get anxiety over it. They might just act out because they don't know what they're doing. They don't, right. they don't know. But if you set them up just a little bit, a little bit of prep will go so far. <laughs> you know? It really will. No, you know, at really home, will. at home too, you know, maybe you're going to something like 
a wedding and you're going to need the children to sit for a little bit during the ceremony. Mm-hmm. I think we, we play that and we pretend yes. it and we practice it. Children learn through play. Children understand yes. play and understand the world through play. And so we can't, when we just look at them and say, listen, when we're at this wedding, you need to just sit in the seat quietly until that's over. And then we're going to go to a party. That's all very yeah. abstract to a young child. Yeah. yeah. I would say if you're going to a wedding and you have the opportunity to take them to a place that's going to be like that wedding, if you're going to a church or a temple or a, an event uh, venue, see if you can take them somewhere like that. Be like, this is what it looks like. This is where you're going to have to sit, you know, like, and, and just, sit there for a minute and then they're kind of like when so then when they do walk into that church or wherever that wedding they're like oh wait I've seen this already like I, I know what this is like oh that's the seat that's where I need to sit I need to be quiet so they're not like fully surprised when they walk into this big room with a bunch of seats and a bunch of people you know if you can do that you can't do that with every event because you just it's not possible but you know but if you can or like like I'm taking my niece to a show at a theater in May and it's my first time taking her alone so even for me I'm like ah (laughs) I have no idea how she's going to be I can't take her to that theater ahead of time because there's no way I'm buying tickets for that just to show her what it is but she she has been to the movies once before so I'm going to say it's kind of like that do you remember when you went to the movies for your birthday the seats are kind of like that. Think of that. And this is how we're going to sit. And you are going to be able to dance in the aisle. However, you know, you're not walking all the way down that aisle. You know what I mean? So like, it's a little bit of prep for me to have more fun with her, you know, you could, rather yeah, than you could, showing up and hoping for the best. You, you can know? play with her. You could say yeah. something like, um, you know, and you can dance in the aisle and you have to stay near me. Let's practice yeah, doing that. Come here. I'm going to put some music it. on and I'm going to sit down and you dance and stay right by me. Let's see if you can yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can remind her when you're there how you did it when you were yeah. at home. Yeah. There are so many situations when you think about it where children are looked at for their behavior and expected to behave a certain way, but no one has prepared them. Right. Um, you know, I, I think about even just sort of the little, there are these little moments where I feel like a little preparation would have gone a long way. When yeah. I think back about um, being a, a classroom teacher or a parent of young children, there are so many situations. Um, going to a store, uh, mm-hmm. walking, some walking, taking a walk with the children. You know, s- some early childhood settings have permission from families to take a walk in their neighborhood. Yeah. First, we should really take a room walk around the hallways and around our school so that we can practice staying in the line and what does right. that feel and like then- and what does that look like and how do we do it. Yeah. And then I would, I, before you get out into the neighborhood, I would walk around outside because walking outside might be different than walking inside. Inside, you kind of have the parameters of the hallway. Outside's a little bit more open. So practice walking around the yard of the school or your backyard before venturing out onto the street, you know, or the sidewalk. Like you can always just do step by step and just until you get to that point where you're like, okay, now we're ready to walk in the neighborhood, you know? Um, I had a thought before that, but I can't remember what it was. I had one too. I had one too (laughs) of like the simplest thing and where I thought, oh, that would be good. Yeah. Um, We also have to remember that they're very young. So even though we may play with them and kind of practice situations with them, that doesn't mean they're going to behave that way when we're actually in the situation. They may not, but at least we will have something that they can recall. 
Yes. Right. All learning is connection. We've said that in the past. So we have to connect new experiences with old experiences. So if they have no old experience, kind of like your niece has the movie theater, but if they yeah. have no old experience to think about, then they just kind of are lost. They, well, many of them don't know what to expect. I also think you there's this thing with technology that like, and I've done this with like students at school where it's like, okay, I don't have, I can't like take them to this place. So like, let me see if I could find a video, you know, there's a video maybe out there be like, oh, this is what a theater looks like. This is what a show looks like. This is what an assembly looks like. This is what we're, you know, whatever it might be. There's tons of videos out there that you can maybe say, hey, this is what it kind of looks like. Ours will look a little different, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And then maybe they could be like, oh, like in the video, you know, or like in the TV show or whatever it might be. You, there's things you can draw. You might be able to find a book about whatever it is that you're going to do soon and, and give them the information that way so they have some sort of visual and information to fall back on rather than just like them imagining what it might be like, which is going to be totally different than what it actually is. They need a frame of reference for yes. new experiences. Yeah. Any new experience, they need some frame of reference. Again, it's the connection. We, we build knowledge by going from what the children already know and have experienced. Yeah. If they have nothing to remember that they have experienced or know, we have to give it to them. So yeah. I'm not sure why the tabloids would jump all over that family for get, preparing their children for what had to be a daunting social situation. Well, yeah, that's, and that's a big experience. Like that's a, it's, that's a, it's a sad one too. Like you don't want them to be running around the yard or wherever they were at in that kind of situation of course you would prepare them for that i don't understand why the tabloids are so mad about it i don't know <laughs> like, I don't would they know. have rather the alternative of them misbehaving that's what i don't quite understand i remember when my father died and my son who at the time was about seven years old um wanted to come to the funeral and he, he understood enough about what was happening that we left it to him. My three-year-old at the time did not go to the funeral, but yeah. the seven-year-old did. Um, and I remember preparing him by saying things like, um, there are going to be a lot, a lot of people. Think about yeah. a time when there was a lot, a lot of people. There are going to be a whole lot of people and the grown-ups are going to be sad. Yeah. I was concerned about him seeing adults crying. All those sad, yeah. You know, like his grandmother, for example, yeah. that can really- People that they don't normally see as being sad. Right, yeah. right. So I remember telling him the grownups may cry and that's okay. And you may want to cry and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and he was seven years old at the time when we were yeah. preparing him that way. But a seven-year-old can take that sort of auditory preparation way better yeah. than someone yeah. under the age of seven. It, yeah. It's around seven or eight that you become a slightly higher level thinker. Right. 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 And you can do a little more abstract and understand a little more. Whereas, like if you were to take your three-year-old to that same situation, you would have prepared him totally different. I would have had <laughs> then to. You, would have, you had to, mm -hmm. then you would have prepared the older one. Yeah. Yeah. When, when we give them a clue, 
we have a chance of it going better. And I wonder what our preschool peeps would say are some yeah. situations in which they realize, oh, a little pretend play for a mm -hmm. frame of reference would have been a good idea here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to think of their, you know, when I think of simple, what seemed to us to be simple um, situations for children that for them, really are far more daunting. Everything for a child seems, I think, a little illogical. You know, it's the grown-ups yeah. who are steering them around who understand the time frame, the logic, the schedule, the yeah. the the things that can come from someone, a special visitor or someone zooming into the classroom, um, whatever it is these days. You know, something that can come from us having a, a day that in some way is very different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also think, you know, when I think back about things like going to restaurants, I was often complimented on my children's behavior in restaurants. And yeah. I really just think it's because we did it so often. I don't think there was any magic I, bullet. I agree with that. Like I, my mom used to say that about me and my brother, how we were always well-behaved in public situations. Right. And everybody'd be like, wow, your kids are really well-behaved. She's like, but I, it's just it to her. I think it was just exposure. It's exposure. You know, like she mm -hmm. took us everywhere. Like she, it, that's just the way it was. And if you don't ever expose them for years and years and years, and all of a sudden you're like, Hey, we're going to a restaurant. And you're like, they're old enough to understand what to do. No, they've never no, been to not. one before. They've Why would they understand what to do? <laughs> you know, so, Whereas yeah. we, my husband and I took our children out like that from the time they yeah. were born. Yeah. So it's yeah. all they knew. They didn't, we didn't have yeah. to present them with a frame of reference. They had right. one they it's, they, all, yeah. for as long as they knew or remembered, these were yeah. things that we did. And so as we did them, they, they came to understand the expectations, especially when they're yeah. really little and you're modeling for them. And, um, you know, so I can yeah. understand, and I'm sure different people have different feelings about that. And, and there are people who are listening who might think, yeah, I'm not bringing my very young child to a restaurant. That's not relaxing well, for me. We also that's just fine. Got through but a then you have to practice. Yeah. And we also went through a period of time where some of these kids are four yes. or five years old and they weren't able to go anywhere because of the COVID. So now that things are starting to open up again, it's like, oh, wait, let's go to a restaurant. Oh, wait, you've never been to one. You know what I mean? And maybe you you would have, like we went to restaurants when we were children and took your children to them. But like these kids didn't have that because, and it's not anybody's fault, <laughs> you know? So now it's like yeah. prepping them for the world that's opening up a little bit. And we can see how that would take place because one of the things that I consistently hear from teachers is that children who had, who have spent now the majority, if not all of their early childhood in this pandemic situation, yeah. come to early childhood settings simply not knowing how to play because they have not yeah. had the opportunities for play. Again, yeah. if the child hasn't had the opportunity, then how do they handle that experience? So what I want to encourage everybody on this call to do is to think about not just the big things, yeah. not just the special visitor or the wedding, yeah. but, but the things that you feel to you as an adult as a part of like your normal everyday routine that you could do a little bit of pretend play practice for. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope George and Charlotte were handled in a way where it was fun for them. <laughs> So too. <laughs> I really hope like they weren't just marching like tiny little soldiers. I really hope, oh, that they, I hope. That they made it fun. Um, yeah. Because yeah. 
when we do, children are also more apt to want to do that transition and go to that yeah. place and participate in that activity. Yeah, yeah. Did your niece like the movies in the past? She's been to one movie for her birthday and she loved it. Okay, you're solid, <laughs> okay. Allison, you're solid. So, I, I just bought tickets right before we started recording. So now I'm like, uh, oh, what, did I, what am I getting myself into here? <laughs> but I think it's going to be a lot of fun no matter what. So. I think it's good. I think it's good <laughs> yeah. that you take her from the time she's very young and let her see yeah. what that sort of experience is like if yeah. that's part of your family culture. When My, my, my mom and I go to shows all the time. Yeah, so it'd be nice to culture. be able to just pass that on, you know? Yeah. 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 I remember taking uh, Michael, who's now my older son, who's now um, in his late 20s. I remember taking yeah. him to New York to, I think it was Radio City Music Hall to see the Rugrats live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was, he was so young, but he still remembers it and he still talks yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was part of our culture, yeah. too. And my children today love to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Go to shows and concerts. And yeah. And I feel like it's just part good, of them. good memories to build. You know what I mean? It's just good bonding. I was just like, I just want to do something with her that could bond me. Like, we, you know what I mean? Like bond us together and the show's coming close to my house. I don't even have to go to the city. So there was all, nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, nice. all right, let's try it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> when Allison <laughs> says the city for our listeners around the oh, world, sorry. Allison <laughs> It just occurred to me that you and I say the city like everybody knows all the time. Where we live, when we say the city, we mean New York City. Yeah, I know. I live like 30 minutes from New York City. We're talking about New York City. (laughs) But even south of us in South Jersey, when people say the city, they mean Philly. And I laugh at them. Ah, That's not the city. New York is the city. (laughs) There's only one the city, and that's New York. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to get contact forms now with things like like the city. Yeah. Things like, no, the city is Pittsburgh or the city is Des Moines or the city is San Francisco. Pretty sure people are going to send us those contact forms. And, you know, we invite them. It'll be fun to collect them. (laughs) So feel free to contact us with what's your city. Also, if you're going to do that, (laughs) if you think of any of those moments where you realize, oh, that would benefit from some fun rehearsal. Rehearsal, yeah. Write to us. Let us know because we'd be happy to share them during one of the podcasts and give other people food for thought or things you have. Or you have tips. Yeah, Yeah. if you have tips for other people, we're here for everybody. We will. If you give us permission, we will pass that tip along. And now you are helping teachers and families everywhere. There (laughs) you go. Which is the whole point of this podcast. Yes. There you go. So please feel free to share with us what you have rehearsed. What you now realize. Oh, I that would probably benefit from some fun rehearsal. Yeah. Uh, and and P.S. We're not talking about school plays. We're not really for school pra- plays or those yeah. fancy, fancy graduations um, right. that, that I'm not sad that COVID kind of eliminated for early childhood learners. Yeah. It's OK. Yeah. Maybe it gives you the chance to step away and do something different, like a family celebration. Um, you can yeah. check past episodes for information for about that, that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So feel free to contact us with that information and um, go and think about what can I practice with them just as a fun, dramatic play. Yeah. And everybody cut the Royal family a break. They did the right thing. I know. Come on. Can we just cut parents a break? Could we please as a whole? (laughs) As a whole. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, folks, we will catch you next time on the podcast. All right. Bye. Peace. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.